When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And today we are going to be on the defense. (laughs) We are going to be talking about exactly what the Chiefs do on defense. I've got some film that I'm going to throw up as well. Um, and, And it's interesting, you know. For a team, you know, we're going to go over all the stats and the players and all that kind of stuff and the scheme. But the, the issue is this. The Chiefs have not been very good all year at stopping the running game. And if they are going to have, if they're going to win this game, as most of the, you know, national pundits are saying, and if they're going to blow out the 49ers, they've got to stop the run. And it, they haven't done it very well. You know, they've given up the 26th most rushing yards um, <laughs> of the entire season. They are the third worst whenever it comes to rush rush yards per attempt. You know, they give up almost five yards per rushing attempt on the year. And if you want to go back and you want to talk about how special Patrick Mahomes in this offense is, well, guess what? Their defense has allowed more first downs than their offense has gained. By considerable margin, by over 22. So their offense has put up 93 first downs. They've given up 115. So this is not a defense that is quote-unquote scary. They do have some top-end talent at several different positions. But uh, we're going to jump into that. But before we do that, I have a huge announcement to make, and I am so excited. The 49ers Rush Podcast, we have uh, (laughs) joined up. We're going to be broadcasting live in South Beach Friday we're going to be hosting a meet and greet. And basically what that is, you want to come hang out and just party with a bunch of the other 49ers if you're in South Beach. We're going to be at the Playwright Irish Pub in South Beach Friday night from 4 to 7. I'm going to be broadcasting live there. I've got a couple things I want to give away. And it's just going to be a time to get together before all the craziness in South Beach happens at nighttime. Uh, to get some awesome Irish pub food, get some drinks, and have a live kind of Q&A. We're going to broadcast live while we're there. And it's just going to be 
an awesome way just for people to get to know each other, hang out, and just party. And the Faithful is going to come together. It's going to be great. Uh, again, that's the Playwright Irish Pub. It's 1265 Washington. It's right off 13th and Washington, right there on South Beach. So again, if you are one of the people that are heading out to Miami, first off, congratulations. Um, and even if you're not going to the game, come out, wear your 49ers gear, come meet some of the Faithful. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, really, really excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, now, let's talk about some of these questions. I am, man, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I just got through watching the Senior Bowl, which I don't want to get into too much. I've got some notes there. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the draft after this week. It's going to come, but I want this to be 100%. Uh, just Super Bowl talk, and I, I understand we're going to talk about Mahomes and all those different things, um, but it, it's what it is. From Casey, hey John, uh, you think if Spoon takes a, <laughs> I love it, Casey. This is, you think if Spoon takes a blue chew, he can make some plays in the Super Bowl? Uh, why not, man? Why not? Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. I will say this though, um, Akello Witherspoon, his attitude and the way he has responded has been awesome. You know, he made two huge plays on special teams in the NFC Championship game. Now, the game was blown out. Uh, you know, it didn't come down to it. But uh, the huge punt return by Richie James was sprung. By, sprung. There we go. Stay in with uh, the Blue Chew reference there, Casey. Uh, because uh, awesome block on the perimeter set up by Akello. And then he had that huge tackle off of the fumbled or bobbled uh, kickoff return where we tackled him inside the 10. That was Spoon as well. So uh, he is playing well. And... You know, it, it, I obviously, you know, we we have the starter sets, Manuel Mosley, who came off another great performance. He hasn't had a bad performance all year, but um, there's going to be a time where Akella Witherspoon's going to be playing for the 49ers again. Now, it's probably not going to be in the Super Bowl, but he is going to be competing for a starting job this offseason. Um, and I, I'm a fan of his. I like him. I just, I don't think his mind was in the right place, his confidence and things like that. I don't want him playing in the Super Bowl um, as far as a corner position, but it's what it is. It's what it is. From Nick, John, what side of our team are you more worried about, offense or defense? Man, that's a good question. Um, I'm not worried about our offense in the least at all. And again, as as we talk through this, and again, I'm about to put up some film here in a second, but the offense I'm not worried about. Am I worried about the defense? No, but that is their strength. Their strength against our strength. You know, ESPN Stats and Info put this out there where, you know, teams that have had over 55 sacks on the year, um, it's happened seven times, I think, in the past 15 years that a team with that many sacks or more made it into the Super Bowl. It's happened seven times. And the previous six teams all won the Super Bowl. The 49ers are in that club. Uh, we lead the NFL in sacks if you count playoff sacks and all that stuff as well. Uh, what they've been able to do is special. Ah, there it is. I used the word. Everybody take a shot. Uh, <laughs> I said special. Sorry about that. But... Patrick Mahomes is good. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And But I am not worried about Jimmy Garoppolo at all. I'm not worried about a rushing offense at all. I am just worried if when the Chiefs offense goes on that crazy, it's going to happen at some point. You got to stop them from scoring touchdowns. If you look at their games and what they've been able to do the past month, two months, they have a quarter every game where they score three touchdowns. You've got to limit their hot streak. It's going to happen. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. They're very, very good. 
But if we can limit that to where it's not catastrophic, then I think the 49ers are going to win the game. And, you know, I put this, you know, I tweeted out and just looking over some Jimmy Garoppolo stats late at night whenever I was drinking. And I put this up on Twitter. You know, is Jimmy Garoppolo a liability? Question mark. He has more passing yards than Deshaun Watson. Better completion percentage than Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. More passing touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Better yards per attempt than Patrick Mahomes and a better quarterback rating than Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. And, you know, it's kind of caught on and, you know, people are arguing and calling me, you know, I hate all kinds of stuff. But whenever you look at those things, those are all factual evidence for who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Now, has he passed a lot in the postseason? No, he hasn't. But you haven't had to. (laughs) Uh, You really haven't. And so I'm not worried about this offense in the least, especially with Raheem Mostert. And it's looking like Tevin Coleman's probably going to be playing as well. Uh, He did miss two practices, but they were limited, and he was out there both times. So I I do think that he's going to be able to play. But I don't think that you need a lot of running back depth um, because I think what we're going to see is very similar to what we saw in the NFC Championship where we just load up. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it, it's going to be the Raheem Mostert show. It's just what it is. So um, anyway, uh, awesome. There, there's lots of references about Blue Chew in the chat. Appreciate that, guys and gals. Gibster, um, John, have you realized that in a week, man, you're going to have to update your logo? That's right. Logo's going to change, baby. Um, it's happening. And I, I want to leave it on here for one show just so we could have like an official unveiling of the new logo. But the quest for six is almost complete. We got eight days, eight days till it's over. And then it's on to the next one. And here's what's so awesome. This team is built for the future. This team isn't going anywhere. You know, the 49ers are going to win Sunday. I really do believe that. Yeah, there is definitely a reality in which the 49ers don't win, but I I feel very confident in the way that the 49ers are matched up with the Chiefs. I, I think they're the better team, and I don't think it's close. But they're going to be good for a long time. The coaching staff's in place for another three seasons. Front office in place for another three seasons. We didn't get any coaches poached for head coaching jobs. We might lose one or two uh, for a coordinator position, some under-level guys. But then if you look at just the talent that we are bringing back for free agency and all that stuff, man, Jalen Hurd's coming back. Trent Taylor's coming back. We have 16 players on injured reserve. They are coming back. So there's a lot of guys that we are going to get returned. Ronald Blair, you know, guys like that that could play DJ Jones, Jalen Hurd. There's lots of guys that we are getting back and super excited about that. You know, we don't have a lot of draft picks. And again, we'll we'll talk about the draft at a later time. But our second round pick is Jalen Hurd. We used a third round pick on him last year and... You know, if you trade a third round pick in this year's draft, you get a second for the next year. It's the way it works. Uh, draft trading and the trade chart and all that stuff. So we drafted him in the third round. Didn't work out. He's got to be healthy finally. That's our second round pick. That's huge coming back. So uh, pretty excited for this team long term. They're going to be good for a long time. Uh, I, that, that's just one of those things I believe. Really, really do. Uh, from Orlando. John, the hype around the Chiefs blowing us out is really getting annoying. The only thing they'll be <laughs> – man, I'm loving it. We turns out the Saturday show, the comment section gets a little bit more risque on the weekend. I love it. Absolutely joy- <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't stand all of those people that are yeah, – I get it. Patrick Mahomes is great. I don't have a problem with that. 
I don't mind if you say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL because I actually think that he is. But whenever you say just because of those things, they're going to destroy the 49ers who have a great defense, I'm not with you there. I'm not with you there. So um, here we go. Let's throw up some film here. Now, I went over two games, and so it's going to switch halfway over. This is the Chiefs' defense against zone running and zone blocking schemes. Now, the Vikings, they don't do everything that the 49ers do, but it's very, very close. Um, and you're also going to show some Broncos film with Scangrello, who, you know, he was with the 49ers, then got hired as the OC. The Broncos just got fired. Um, I'm hoping the 49ers bring him back in the offseason. But anyway, what you're going to see here is the way in which the Chiefs defend things. So you're not necessarily paying attention to the plays. You're paying attention to the scheme, the alignment, uh, the type of coverages, and how they attack certain things. And they are attacking defense. That's what they do. But what the 49ers are going to see is a lot of 4-4, you know, which you don't see very often anymore. Now, it's not for linebackers. They're going to walk up a safety and a nickel back, and they will use sometimes two safeties they'll walk up to where you have four da uh, down linemen and then four in the box. So we're going to see eight in the box a lot. Here, this is a perfect example on the screen right now. How they are just kind of stacked up inside. And another thing that they love to do is rotate their safeties late in the play to where they're going to look like they're in a just a two-high set and then one will pivot down. They'll look like they're in a single high, then the safety will bail back. They love to stem, and stemming's just a word for kind of like faking out or whatever, showing blitz and belling. Very similar to what the 49ers do on third and long, where we walk both of our mic backers up in the A-gap like they're blitzing and then they bail last minute. They do that a lot. Now, the Chiefs defensive coordinator and Kyle Shanahan have gone at it several times, six times, in fact. Uh, this is a tweet from Akash. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but uh, anyway, he's a prominent uh, 49ers guy. And anyway, Kyle Shanahan versus the Chiefs defensive coordinator, Steve Spag uh, Spagnolo. Kyle Shanahan's 5-1. and one. He's averaging 24 points a game. Uh, 286 pass yards, 128 rushing yards against him. And that's for the career whenever they've called plays against each other. So Kyle Shanahan definitely has the advantage there. And if we just look at the stats, okay, let, let, let's do this now. Let's get into the stats of the Kansas City defense and what they allow and what their ranks are. Okay, we'll start with the good. They're very good against the pass. And... It, They've allowed, you know, the eighth fewest passing yards, the eighth fewest passing touchdowns. They've had 16 interceptions on the year, which is top five, and they only allow 5.7 yards per passing attempt. So those are the best numbers. You know, they've allowed seventh uh, fewest points, you know, 308 total points on the year. So those are the positive things. Now let's look at the negative things. They give up a lot of yards. They're below average in yards given up, 17th. Um, they give up so many first downs. Again, as I said, um, 24th in uh, first downs and fumbles lost. They do not get a lot of fumbles. Uh, they just don't force that. But they do get interceptions. First downs, they give up so many. And rushing, that's the key thing. <laughs> over 2,000 yards rushing on the year, which is 26th in the NFL, 14 touchdowns at 17th in the NFL, and then again, that 5 yards per carry, 4.9 um, per rushing attempt. If that's the case, and if they don't get that fixed, 
Don't be surprised whenever the 49ers come out and run the ball again 40-plus times. We've done it back-to-back weeks. And I do think that you know Kyle Shanahan has been able to put a lot of plays on the back burner because he hasn't had to use them in the divisional round or the NFC Championship because they were just too easy. But he's got some tricks <laughs> up his sleeve. Don't You don't have to worry about that. So don't be surprised in the first quarter when the 49ers get out there if we're not chunking it deep. Because again, you want to talk about quarterbacks, guess what? Guess who has the highest percentage uh, passing completion percentage on deep passes, balls that travel 20 yards or more downfield? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Guess who averages more yards per pass attempt? It's Jimmy Garoppolo by point one. But if you want to talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is and how explosive he is, well, guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo is more efficient. And you could say, yeah, Patrick Mahomes missed two games. That's fine. He still attempted more passes than Jimmy Garoppolo did. Because, again, the 49ers are a run-first team. Obviously, the Chiefs are not. Uh, <laughs> they have attempted the, uh, only – they're in the bottom five in rush attempts. So it, now a couple things that did kind of stand out whenever I was going through the stats for this um, Chiefs defense, they have been very good against the run lately. Um, early on in the season, they were very bad. Uh, they went through a stretch where they were giving up, I think, four straight games. They allowed over 180 yards rushing or more. And that was against teams like the Colts, the Lions, the Texans. They were struggling. But with what their offense has been doing late, um, they have not struggled against the run at all. And that includes teams like Derrick Henry. Uh, They gave up 85 yards to Derrick Henry, but that's on the coaching staff. If you listen to the previous episode, you know they they only rushed the ball three times in the second half. They just abandoned the run game because they were so far behind. They give up 94 to the Houston Texans in the divisional round, 108 to the Chargers, 101 to the Bears, 52 to the Broncos. I mean, they have done great the past six weeks. So what team's going to show up? You know what I mean? Is it because they were playing really bad rushing teams uh, besides you know the Titans and the Chargers, which that Chargers game kind of got out of hand. They've been able to kind of dominate because they've gotten up by over two touchdowns and teams have given up on the run. Can Kyle Shanahan keep it close enough to where he can still run the ball? And I think as long as the 49ers run game is a factor, it's going to be a close game. Anybody that's saying this is going to be a blowout, you're not paying attention. (laughs) You have not been paying attention to what's going on. You just haven't been. So, now, there are a couple things I want to uh, just uh, do have another bet of the week that I want to talk about over on mybookie.ag. And here's the deal MyBookie is awesome. Uh, we've been betting with them. Use promo code 49ers49ERS. 49ers, but uh, they put out a new release, and I want to talk about this. Um, you know, if you enjoy football and you have a heartbeat, you know what's coming. Uh, it's the time of the year, plan a party, get the snacks ready, all that stuff. The Super Bowl is finally here. And here's the deal. If you have a <laughs> if you have a feeling about who's going to win the trophy, which we all think it's going to be 49ers, you need to head over there. And talk about all the prop bets. My bookie has the most prop bets from color of Gatorade to how long the national anthem is to if the first play is a run or a pass. I mean, you can just go on and on. And if you head over there to my bookie, here's my bet this week. And I put three down. I hedged my bets right here. Um, here's, if you click on Super Bowl props, then click on Super Bowl main props on the left. 
I picked winning margin, okay? And I bet I put three bets down on how much the 49ers are going to win by. I bet I just put five bucks down on each one of these categories. 49ers win by one to six points. 49ers win by seven to 12. 49ers win by 13 to 18 points. And here's why I did that, because the odds all work out. So I, I'm betting $15 total. If any of those three things happen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make money, right? So I'm, I'm assuming the 49ers are going to win. Now, um, if the 49ers do win by one to six, then I'm only winning about four bucks total. If they went by seven to 12, then I'm doubling my money. And if they win by more, you know, 13 to 18, like they have the past two weeks, then I'm winning 42 bucks on top of everything. That's just betting 15. So what I'm doing is I'm hedging my bets because I think the 49ers are going to win. And I'm not quite sure how much they're going to win by, but I'm pretty sure it's going to fall into one of those three categories. So uh, it's one of those ways where, again, you know, if you bet and you don't want to lose a lot, it's one of those ways that you can kind of get what you want. Uh, I've taken the 49ers also with the spread, uh, getting two points on top of that. That's what the the Vegas spread is at now. But mybookie.ag, head over there, use promo code 49ers, bet, win, get paid. It is that simple. Now, let's talk a little bit about the top and kind of bottom ranked players for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, head over to Pro Football Focus, and here are the top rated players. Chris Jones, um, he's the number one player. He's got an 84.3 grade. Now, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, has a 76, and you can see that huge drop off right there. They have one player in the 80s, and then they've got Tyron Matthew uh, down to 76. Now, it, it, you got to keep going down a ways to get to a player that's not on injured reserve. You know, it, we talk about the 49ers always having issues, um, you know, with, with injuries and all that stuff. Well, guess what? Chiefs have 13 players on IR. We have 16. So they've lost a lot of players and a lot of good ones. Emmanuel Ogba, Alex Okafor, uh, Martinez Rankin, their offensive tackle. Um, they've also lost Juan Thornhill, their huge rookie. Like they've got some injuries on that front. So you've got to go down a ways till you get to some of these players that are playing well. You know, because Juan Thornhill, he would have been the third highest rated player. Emmanuel Ogba would have been the fourth. And those guys are gone. They're not there anymore. So Reggie Ragland, 69.2. Charvarius Ward, he's a 67.2. Their defense is not graded well. (laughs) It's graded bad, actually. Anthony Hitchens, uh, their tackling machine linebacker, he's one of the lowest-ranked players in the NFL. That's a starter. You know, he's got over 1,000 snaps, but he's got a 51.9. Now, he had a great game against Tennessee, but for the season, he's got a lot of missed tackles. 14, in fact, missed tackles. So, uh, there's definitely some room for explosive plays up front. Uh, Their corners aren't the best. Their safeties really aren't the best either. There's not a lot of strong points. Now, where they are very, very good, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. Those three players is kind of what makes them special. Obviously, Kendall Fuller's very good in that kind of safety nickel role. Um, You'll see him around a lot. He's great in man coverage. But he's easy to exploit because there's such bad outside corners. You're talking about Charvarius War, um, you know, and Breland. They're not the best corners. They're very physical, and they also, you know, they get their hands on the football a lot. But man, you look at Brashad Breland, their corner, their starting corner. He has 13 defensive penalties. 13. He's averaging almost one a game. 
And so that's that's key. And if you look at places you could take advantage, you know, Kendall Fuller used to be the best. He used to be the absolute best. But he's given up three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He only has one pass breakup all year. He's allowing 128.4 NFL quarterback rating. Um, Anthony Hitchens, 117 quarterback rating allowed. So there, there's just a lot of places that you can attack on this defense. And as you see here on this film, they're loading the box. That's nine guys in the box you're seeing right there against, you know, that's 12 personnel, one back and two tight ends. You're going to front the box like that. That's fine. Kyle Shanahan has shown he can beat you in the passing game alone. So you've got to kind of pick your poison. And, you know, my guess is this. We're going to see a lot of loaded boxes early. And then if the Chiefs get a lead, which obviously is what they're trying to do, then they're going to back it up. And whenever they back up their coverage, they'll do what's called the inverted cover three, which doesn't really make much sense. The linebacker will take the deep third. Both safeties scream up to the hook to curl uh, area. What they do is it's basically flipping the coverage responsibilities. Okay, so the middle linebacker gets deep, and then the two linebackers will fly up into uh, um, kind of the hook to curl middle linebacker zone. They'll flip it, and then the corners will retrace back deep. It's kind of like a robber scheme trying to confuse the quarterback. Um, it doesn't work very well, but they do it a lot whenever it's third and long. Um, Anyway, uh, let's get to a couple questions here. Uh, I'm nobody you need to know. I disagree. I think I do need to know. You asked the question, John, why do sports shows keep saying the Chiefs' run defense is so much better the last seven weeks? So, yeah, the stats would support that. But, again, I don't think it's so much because the run defense is doing so well. They have blown out teams in the first half. Uh, they are up huge. Even if you look at the Tennessee Titans, who were up 10 early, and then you look at the Houston Texans that were up 24 early, they both were behind at the halftime. And then it just got crazy to start the third. And so the 49ers are going to have to wor- uh, kind of weather the storm. The second quarter, the end of the second quarter to the start of the third quarter. You, you've got you've to keep it close at that point. That's when they go nuts. Uh, so that's kind of why they're talking about it. And again, if you watch either of those two games, Houston Texans ran the ball so well in the first quarter. Tennessee Titans ran the ball so well in the first quarter, uh, but they, the score just got away from them. That's what it would. That's what it was. Um, from Mister Plays, John, how effective do you think our play action will hurt their defense? Uh, they're bad. They're bad at pay action. You're exactly correct. And you know we have a quarterback that has the most play action passing yards, play action passing touchdowns, and first down conversions on play action. So. I hope that we take advantage of that early and often. Um, I would not be surprised if the very first play is a play-action pass to George Kittle, which I think that they are going to man up um, Tyron Matthew and put him on Kittle, and I hope they do. I want to see best on best. That's what I want to see. From Nick, do you think D. Ford and Quan are fully healthy or just doing the best that they can do? Um, I think that they are fully healthy, but... They're not in peak performance shape. Whenever you lose your hamstring or pull your hamstring, then we're talking about D Ford here, you can't run. You can't do agility work. You can't do sprints. You can't do squats. You lose a lot of explosiveness. Now, he's been back for three weeks, which is nice. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of hard to go out there and train your best whenever you've got that nagging injury in the back of your head. So is he healthy? Yes. 
Is he at his peak performance? No. Uh, Quan Alexander is a little bit different because it's upper body. So he's been running around and working out like crazy. But uh, he's he's not playing his best football yet. I'll say that. You look at how Quan started the season and then the last two games in the playoffs, definitely not the same Quan. He's still good. I'd take him over Aziz and all that stuff. But I, I do think that we will continue to see Dre Greenlaw out there with the starting group at the wheel position. Um, I think that's what it's going to be. So uh, let's see here from Arnold. John, are you ever going to do call-ins one day? Yeah, I, I'm going to set some of that stuff up uh, the, during the offseason. I, uh, I appreciate that, Arnold. That is one thing that I want to do. I just haven't fixed it yet. I've tried it a few times, and it just didn't go well. But uh, this offseason, I'm going to make a point to do that. And I've got a couple other exciting things for this offseason planned. Uh, we're going to set up a 49ers game night where – all of you guys will be able to compete during the show through trivia questions and things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've done a test run with my buddy Charles, and so just saving that for the offseason. Uh, 49ers game night, it's going to be a thing, so stay tuned for that. Big Prime, John, are you concerned with how well the Chiefs stopped Henry? Not really. Uh, do you think that carries over to the Super Bowl and stopping our run game? Again, they didn't really stop Henry. Uh, they just quit giving him the ball. Uh, 80 yards in the first half is legit. If they would have kept giving them the ball in the second half, they would have had a much better chance. That The coaching staff for the Tennessee Titans literally crapped the bed. <laughs> that was an awful job. Uh, did not like that at all. From Nick, how, how much faith do you have that Kyle can do to the Chiefs what he did to the Vikings and Packers? There's no doubt in my mind, Nick, that Kyle Shanahan could do that to the Chiefs' defense. The question uh, returns is, can our defense do the same thing to the Chiefs? And that's the question. Because Kyle Shanahan, you look at the points you know that the 49ers put up the last two weeks, it's not a lot. You know, you put up... 37 versus the Packers, which is a lot, and 27 versus the Vikings. You've got to put up 30 points to win this game. You've got to. Um, you've got to do that. If you don't do that, then you are in trouble because they're going to get points. So the question is, I'm not worried about Kyle Shanahan at all, not worried about Jimmy, not worried about a running game, just worried about our defense. Can somebody finally shut down this Chiefs attack? That's going to be the thing. From Freddie. Uh, did you see that Frank Clark garbage on Twitter taking a shot at D Ford? Yeah, I did. Uh, if you know anything about Frank Clark, just go back and read um, his police reports, and you'll kind of figure out the type of human being uh, Frank Clark is. So, uh, yeah, I don't put any stock in anything that that person does uh, for football. You know, the Chiefs love to kind of bring these type of guys in. Frank Clark, you know, beat up his pregnant wife. Tyreek Hill beat up his pregnant girlfriend. Then alleged, both those guys pled guilty to those. So, like, I feel like I could say those aren't alleged. That's who they are. And then then you have the alleged Tyreek Hill breaking his son's arm. Um, and if you've ever listened to those recordings, that's a big deal to me. And I'm a foster adoptive parent, uh, a teacher. I've been around that. I can't stand anybody that uh, does that. Obviously, they're, they're terrible humans. So, yeah, Frank Clark, not professional, not a good human, not a good person. Um, it's weird. I lived in Kansas City. I went to grad school there. Went to a lot of Chiefs games. Not a Chiefs fan, but it's hard <laughs> to be a Chiefs fan in my personal uh, I, I don't understand how somebody could wear that. How do you buy a Tyreek Hill jersey and wear that around your family? I, I'm all for second chances, but yikes. I, what, what kind of message <laughs> does that give 
uh yeah i don't i don't know man I, i've stayed away from that i, I probably jumped too far in fred now i'm gonna get in trouble for uh talking about people that abuse children and women anyway yeah yeah makes me gross anyway uh freddie um kittle or kelsey who has the best game in the super bowl the two great tight ends i think that it is very possible for Kelsey to have a lot more uh, catches and receiving yards. I think that is a possibility. Not say it's going to happen, but I don't think there's any doubt on who has a better game. George Kittle, you could argue, is having one of the greatest seasons ever in tight end history. Um, you know, if you look at pro football focus grades, he this is the best by far. You know, their top 10 seasons, all time that they have graded at the tight end position, Kittle is by himself, head and shoulders above everybody else. What's crazy is Kelsey's not on the list once. Um, Kittle is the number one. Uh, Gronk has five of the best ten seasons ever. You know he was he was wonderful, but you could argue that this is the best tight end we the NFL has ever seen. The year that he put up, and he missed two games, but still over a thousand yards receiving. What he's done in the run game is just it's insane. Uh, so yeah, Kittle better game. I don't think that there's any way Kelsey can have a better game, but perhaps he can have more receiving yards. But Kittle doesn't have to have a good game, uh, you know, to, to in the receiving game to have a good good uh, turnout. So uh, from Arnold, uh, first to say it, uh, <laughs> soaring for seven. I kind of like that. Uh, you know, quest for six to soaring for seven. We've got to get some type of alliteration in there. Uh, we will be holding a tournament, I am sure. Uh, so yeah, start thinking about those ones now. Um, let's see here for plays. What is your take on running back lifespans? Gore is still running, and Mostert had hella th- uh, tread left on his tires since you know seldom used to college. He's 27, but legs look like 22. Yeah, his career uh, carries—they're not much at all. Uh, very, very limited. Uh, so, like, yeah, he could last a while. We've got him for two more years under contract. You know. And, Curious to see what's going to happen with Breida long term. I don't. I don't know if we're going to keep him. To be honest, I really, really don't. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here from Steve. Can you please check if my name is entered to win that jersey? Yeah, we had a little bit of a mishap with our sponsor once the hot mic went down. Talking about the autographed Ronnie Lot jersey, and so uh, what it's looking like now is the sponsor kind of pulled that. That's okay. Uh, I'm just going to buy one. <laughs> And give it away myself. That it's been frustrating, but for all those people, Steve, including you, uh, that did follow the original thing where you followed us on Hot Mike and all that stuff, you're entered into it. Yes, that's that 100. I'm going to create a spreadsheet, put all the names in there, have my son pick a number, and then I'm going to cover that expense on myself. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer the way the NFL kind of screwed us on that one, but. You take it and you move on. The NFL, with all the money in the world, they don't like little guys competing, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we'll find another way to put content out there for you guys. Uh, but I do want to say thanks to our sponsor. Here we go. You guys hope you're excited about this one. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color. Uh, but here's the deal. If you used to have no issues whatsoever getting excited in the heat of the moment, but somehow you know through age and all that stuff, uh, it just changes a little bit. Bluechew.com is for you. Uh, the exact same active ingredient that is found in Viagra and Cialis, but it's in chewable form. And so you can take it on an empty stomach, morning, night, doesn't matter any time. You can take it. And here's the deal. You don't have to go to a doctor. 
You don't have to get the prescription and the awkward interview with the doctor and all that stuff. You just answer a couple questions online. And again, bluechew.com. Use promo code 49ers. Your first shipment, uh, you don't have to pay for. All you have to do is pay for the shipping, which is five bucks uh, for your first time to check it out, see if you like it. And then you can go from there. So again, bluechew.com and use promo code 49ers. 49ERS. That is there for you. And. Guys, again, if you are going to Miami, come hang out with us. Live broadcast, Q&A. It's going to be a lot of fun. Meet a lot of the faithful that's going to be out there in Miami. We've already got a lot of people confirmed, which is great. That's going to be at the Playwright Irish Pub on 13th and Washington in South Beach. Uh, man, Irish pubs, my favorite places in the world to go to. So come join us over there. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some more shows on the way next week. We're not going to stop. I'm flying out to Miami Thursday but uh, up until then, I'm just going to try to keep putting out as much content as possible. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And man, as always, <laughs> we will be with you. Please head over to Twitter uh, at JL underscore Chapman if you haven't done so already. But uh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate all the support. And we will be back very, very soon. So stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.